guys, Jack here. Zach and I are extremely excited for our event with Thinking Poker this weekend. The whole thing is going to be streamed on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pokeronair, and there's a link to that page in this week's show notes. Uh, the action will kick off Friday night around 8 p.m. when Zach and I take on Nate and Andrew from Thinking Poker in a four-handed no-limit game. Then, on both Saturday and Sunday, we'll be streaming the live sessions with our commentary from noon to four and again from six to ten. If you're busy, or you don't want to spend 20 hours hearing my voice next weekend, don't fret. All the footage will make it to YouTube sooner than later. However, if you're bored at home or at the table, do tune in. Um, There are a couple of seats left on Saturday and Sunday night. To sign up or get more information, head to justhandspoker.com slash thinkingpokernyc. I think some people fast forward my my videos. They just go right to the hands, and then once the hands are... Are done. That's that's what they that's what they came for. Yeah. So YouTube gives you a ton of data on that stuff, right? Like you're able to see kind of exactly what people are watching, how long they're watching for, right? Yeah. You can you can get average viewer time, and uh, usually it ends up being somewhere around nine minutes or so, something like that, um, which is pretty much like the uh, the the length of time that I go over the hands. I would say. Oh wow. Um, so what, what's like your average video length? Uh, some of them are some of them are pretty long. Some of them are like twenty minutes or so. Some of them are even twenty five minutes. There's some shorter ones too, like twelve minutes to fifteen minutes. Uh, it just depends on like what happens on the day that uh, I'm vlogging. But yeah, so there's certainly a contingent that comes for the hands, and there's others that like seeing the uh, cinematic drone footage as well around Las Vegas. So yeah, people come and uh, check out the hands and go and. Some don't. Some stick around. Got it. So, have you have you monetized your vlog at all? And ha- how have you approached like this vlog? Because obviously, like you've been supporting yourself just primarily playing live cash for the, you know the last many years of your life. But how do you view like this vlog as like another potential like business, or maybe not? Maybe it's just kind of a service back to the community. Yeah. Well, the thing is that it takes up it takes up so much time. Uh, it takes so many hours away from the poker tables. I guess like my goal uh, for getting in, my hourly goal was somewhere around 150 hours a month before I started the vlog, and that's pretty much impossible with uh, all the editing and recording and uh, behind-the-scenes type stuff that goes along with the vlog. So pretty much each episode takes somewhere around eight, at least eight hours, I would say, to edit. And having all that time taken away from the poker table uh, means that the income from poker is obviously diminished. So there's, there's a few different ideas, a few different routes you can go. You can, I have the monetization turned on from YouTube. So, <clears throat> so that, uh, that means that, you know, they'll, YouTube will run the ads in front of your videos, but it doesn't really equate to that much. It ends up being something like a dollar 50 per thousand views. Um, so it takes a while for that to be anything meaningful. But there's different ideas as far as like uh, finding a sponsor for the videos, um, and those are things that I'm interested in having discussions about. Of course, uh, whether that's like a casino property in Las Vegas or an online poker site or any other number of uh, companies that might be interested in working together, um, I think uh, I think it's not really that important right off the bat to have uh, some sort of a plan or some sort of person in mind that you want to work with or for. Um, I've kind of just had the plan of making fun videos and making sure the uh, 
the product is like of a certain quality and it's um, entertaining and informative and all that stuff. Um, and then just try and grow the uh, grow the base, grow the uh, the audience as much as possible, and engage people as much as possible, answer comments and questions, and all that stuff. Nice. Are are there any other like? So you're obviously spending a ton of time on the vlog. Are there other kind of business like non poker playing avenues that you're looking to get into, kind of branching off from the vlog, or is it mainly working on this for the next for the foreseeable future? Uh, it's definitely just working on this uh, for now. I mean, I've, I guess I've always like kicked around different ideas over the past handful of years, um, which I think is just generally good to do. It, I mean, of course, it depends on what uh, you're really interested in. If if you love poker and you love studying poker, then I think all your efforts should be uh, focused on playing and studying poker. But if you uh, find yourself maybe lacking um, something like for me, I was I felt like there was a little bit of lack of creativity uh, with grinding day in and day out. So I felt like the having the vlog would give me a chance to do something uh, more along those lines. But uh, yeah, for for the time being, it's just uh, working on cranking out these videos and uh, working on this this product. And I would imagine at least through. 2017 that's uh what's going to be taking up the vast majority of my time so jack and i are actually going to be booking our own tour uh kind of in maybe maybe a similar vein to i've i've followed some of the vlogs you did from your kind of just like going around the country checking out different scenes going to la and we're going to be like in florida new orleans vegas and la ourselves and we're just wondering yep. any advice you have in terms of like how to approach that and how to get the most out of like you know, balancing playing poker and making money versus, you know, maybe interacting with, like, for you fans of the vlog, for us, you know, like, potential listeners and students. Uh, but, yeah, how to just kind of balance all that to have an, an overall good poker field trip. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, what your main goal is. If your main goal is to find some good games and grind out as much money as possible, then, <clears throat> excuse me, then you're going to want to be uh, putting in a lot of hours while you're away. And, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good cash games in all those, uh, locations that you mentioned, but if you are, uh, more interested in growing the audience and getting in touch with people, then you're going to have to limit those playing hours. I mean, I, I guess I could, I would suggest maybe thinking about putting out, uh, feelers as far as seeing if people would be interested in meeting up in these different spots for a cash game, uh, uh, like a session, um, then you could play with some of your uh, some of your listeners for a couple hours, a few hours, and then maybe go out for some drinks afterwards and uh, chat with them at a, a maybe one of their, maybe they can recommend somewhere you guys uh, could go to in their their local town there. But uh, I guess it just depends what uh, what the main goal is and what you're looking to accomplish in each uh, location. Yeah, I guess maybe more like what. How did you approach it? Because, you know, I, I, I think maybe Jack, you could weigh in here, but we're interested in kind of all of the above, you know, we're interested in meeting our listeners, interesting in enjoying the places for reasons not of poker and seeing parts of the country neither of us have been to. But of course, we're also interested in our bottom line and, you know, playing some cash and making right. some money. Yeah. Um, so I guess I try to, uh, I keep, I keep mine, my trips fairly balanced. Like when I went to New Orleans, I had one day of just grinding which was very tough because it was the first day. Uh, I just dedicated that to grinding and 
having Bourbon Street and all those really cool cocktail bars uh, within a very short distance is tough when you're just trying to uh, grind out a session. But uh, so I just did that the first day, made, dedicated that to grinding and recorded hands and all that stuff. And then the second day was just devoted to exploring the city. Um, so then I just had a vlog that was basically no poker. At least it was supposed to be no poker. I kind of stumbled my way into the casino at, uh, say, maybe like one in the morning after having cocktails all day, which I don't recommend to your listeners. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had, had the um, second day devoted to just exploring the city, trying to capture that. And uh, I felt like that was a pretty good balance. And I guess that's what I try to do wherever I go. Like if I go to L.A., um, I lived in L.A. for four and a half years and have some favorite spots around around town, um, whether that's bars or uh, some hiking spots and stuff like that. Um, there's so much poker in L.A. It's... Uh, it's really enticing to just get in the get in the mix and want to uh, gamble it up with these with the uh, the people that are there in those games and uh, you kind of have to pry yourself away a little bit if you want to try and uh, keep keep a balance and share some of that other stuff with the uh, with the audience that's all over Los Angeles. Yeah, definitely. So going on a bit of a different tangent, I'm really curious what the reaction has been from people that you play with that know you're videotaping and if people are generally supportive or if anyone has gotten really like upset at you, if you have any kind of horror stories that we'd love to hear them. Um, there's, there's definitely no horror stories whatsoever. Um, the only thing that would come close to that is uh, when I was in San Diego and I was racking up and sometimes I like to get like a shot of me just racking up the chips or whatever to wrap up the session. Uh, as I was doing that, the one of the players uh, requested that I don't uh, point the camera at him. So he obviously knew that I was uh, uh, recording the session, uh, had seen the vlogs previously, and was was cool with it as long as he wasn't, uh, you know, as, as long as his face wasn't included, which is pretty much how I approach all the videos and how I capture all the action. I never include people's uh, faces. Don't want to uh, give away any uh, personal information about anybody. Um, but there's been, I don't know how many people um, have come up to me in casinos, uh, poker rooms, and say that they watch the vlog and they they enjoy it and to keep doing it. And there's been people in my games that are um, that are vlog watchers and have seen the vlog and ask me questions about it and. Uh, yeah, it's all, they've all been uh, they've all been really cool. No one's ever said anything about they don't want to be a part of it, um, other than the occasional uh, poker room manager who says that uh, just have to stick to policy for now and uh, can't have it going on in certain spots. But as far as other players, everyone has been really cool about it. That's great. And what uh, you know, since you're a local and you're doing a lot of content in your own sort of local games, like have you put any thought or concern into sharing sort of how you think about the game with people who might tune in to take advantage of that later? Yeah, it's, it's certainly crossed my mind. It's a, a reasonable question. And I guess, I guess my answer to that is just that I don't really care too much um, for a couple of reasons. First reason is that live poker is um, 
such a slow game, and you get so few hands that it's somewhat tough, I guess, to uh, exploit someone um, based on the few hands that you've played with them. And the fact that I move around, I don't always play in the same uh, locations. The player pool is fairly small, and there's like a handful of casinos that I stick to, but I'll be at the Bellagio or the Wynn or the Aria or Red Rock or downtown at the Golden Nugget. So I am still moving around um, somewhat and not playing with the same players every single day. So even though I'm sharing uh, some hands here and there, I think the sample size is still pretty small. And um, I tend to play uh, somewhat of a defensive style against regs anyway. I think think Vegas uh, regs do that in general. And I don't think it's too much of a concern in that regard. And even if it is, I guess I just don't really care. Um, I guess I'm just more interested in making uh, interesting and fun videos rather than concealing, worrying about concealing uh, certain hands and uh, certain tendencies of my own and just more interested in uh, providing cool content and interesting information to the audience. Cool. I I kind of want to change gears a little bit for a second and just ask, you know, has poker been your full-time or, you know, primary source of income kind of for your whole life? And if, if not, have you done other stuff? Because from from what it seems like, it seems like, you know, been playing poker, uh, just poker for many years and you jump into the vlog and you're doing this at like a really professional level. Yeah. Uh, so I started in, um, I started my professional career uh working in the music industry, um, graduated college and had an internship in London with a music promotion company and then pursued that in Los Angeles for about four years. Um, but I've never had anything, uh, I've never had any work that was based around production, uh, per se. The stuff that I was doing was more management and promotion and, uh, maybe advertising and marketing, not so much the, the production side. So, um, I mean, my degree from Michigan state was in telecommunications, which you basically learn a little bit about a lot of different, uh, things, whether that's cell phone technology or, uh, sound recording or video editing. So you basically touch on all these different subjects, but you don't really become anywhere close to an expert in anything. Um, so I guess I kind of had the, uh, the gist of how video editing works. Um, but just kind of generally paid attention to these sorts of things uh, over the years. And, um, yeah, I've been playing poker full-time in Vegas uh, for eight years. Um, so haven't had any other uh, work in the, in that, during that time span. Um, but I guess I, I, I kind of always pay attention to, like, things. When I watch a movie, I tend to pay attention to things like, like cinematography more than the average person does or or what have you so like i guess it's just like my uh my taste and my interests that uh, end up showing up in the vlog and then i just try i just try to put uh, a lot of work into it i i think i probably i think my videos probably take more time than uh, your average uh vlog maker just i just become a little bit too obsessive maybe over uh trying to crank out something a decent uh, a decent product that's it's a poker blog but it's uh it ends up uh taking up maybe more time than it should but i don't know i guess the uh 
the product kind of, I hope it speaks for itself, maybe. I don't know. I guess I'll leave that up to the, uh, the audience member. Well, from a numbers game, it kind of speaks for itself, right? <laughs> Most watched poker vlog? Does that, do you get the award? So. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but like, uh, I mean, the audience, the, for sure the audience numbers have been awesome. It's been cool to um, get that much interaction and like all the comments. Some These videos have like 500 comments or so on them, and it's awesome just inter interacting with all the uh, all the people that are watching the videos, whether that's online, interacting with them online or in person in poker rooms and stuff. Um, but I think like sometimes the bar is set a little bit low in poker because you know you look at all you look at all these different uh, uh, vloggers on YouTube and you know people have like millions of sus subscribers and stuff. And granted, like granted, poker is a little bit niche. Um, the content is uh, somewhat specialized and geared towards poker playing a poker playing audience. Um, but I feel like there's still certain things that you can do to try and widen that audience as much as possible. And, you know, including other, uh, things where it's, you know, other, like I said, other interests, uh, around Las Vegas, getting all that Las Vegas scenery in there and, and doing some traveling and stuff. I feel like the, uh, I feel like the audience can be, can be widened significantly still. I, I hope so as well. <laughs> Jack, do you have any questions? I kind of ran through my list. Well, my main question is, where the hell is my train? Uh, <laughs> that's sort of overriding any other uh, inquisitive impulses on my part. Are you on the uh, Amtrak? You're taking the Amtrak or what? I'm taking New Jersey Transit back into Manhattan. This train maybe comes every two hours. I just figured I would camp out, do the podcast, and see when it comes. But it's like 20 degrees, and so... <laughs> uh, a there, change of scenery would be. Are there any uh, are there any home games in uh, New York that you find yourself in? Uh, well, it's it's interesting. Uh, right now, the only home game that we have had uh, on any consistent basis has actually been with a set of listeners. Uh, and I was experiencing that phenomenon of playing with people who understand how you approach the game, and you have no idea how they approach the game, which is so sorry. <laughs> An interesting dynamic, but no, I, I I'm still looking to make my sort of break in <laughs> into the New York poker scene. I played in some of the underground games, which are okay, but the rake is really high. Right. When I say they're okay, they're they're spectacular, but the rake is really high, <laughs> which sort of levels out to okay. Right. Uh, how high? How high of a rake are we talking? We're talking about like ten percent up to twenty one dollars at like a two five game. Plus whatever I mean, else I'm, they take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm sure there are some games that are better. I've heard the games in Brooklyn and Queens have lower rake. But it's just, you know, I just have a hard time wanting to go play live when the rake is that high. Uh, sure. And so, up until pretty recently, I was based in Cleveland. So, you know, I was playing a lot more live then. Now I'm playing a little bit more online, taking more trips. I'll be an MGM in like a week, uh, a new, and then Zach one? and I have this. Yeah, have this trip coming up. But yeah, I'll I'll keep you posted on the New York scene. I don't know if you realize Zach and I are also both musicians, so I think it's awesome that you're working in the music business in some capacity. Cool. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm planning on because uh, I'm also a drummer myself. So. Oh, okay. I'm 
and uh, working that a little bit of uh, a little bit of that uh, hobby into the uh, footage at some point soon. What kind of music do you play? I mean, it's just I guess like uh, just rock tradition. Uh, just I've always been into various types of rock music. Like I had a class classic rock phase, and then I had like Smashing Pumpkins phase and Pearl Jam phase and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. even like a Fish phase at one point. So. Um, that's uh, the kind of stuff I've always kind of kind of been into. Awesome. What do you guys What do you guys play? I'm a pianist. Zach is a trumpeter. We're both primarily jazz musicians, but I have a soft spot for classic rock. I have a much bigger soft spot in that. Uh, my like original main instrument was guitar, and uh, from like age 13 to 16, I primarily focused on like you know, a combination of, like, prog and classic rock. And, like, the first stuff that I learned was a lot of Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones and all that all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. All right, so we'll just have to get a little jam session together at some point. We will, and we'll, we'll be in Vegas, uh, Jack and I, from, like, May 8th to, like, May 12th or 13th. And then I'll be there for, like, a while, probably going to play the Monster Stack and just be there during the WSOP time. So we'll definitely, we'll make sure to link up in person. Yeah. So, yeah, good. sorry, I was not muted. Uh, Zach, I think I'll also be there during that time. Uh, at least some of it. Yeah, no, but it, yeah, the, we're still working out the dates for the latter part, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go figure out if, yeah. uh, if I'm <laughs> at the right place. Yeah, Andrew, th- thank you so much for your time. And if you could just send a, a link in terms of the, the vlog that you referenced today, we can put that in the show notes for the listeners. Okay, will do. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. Yeah, have, this was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, have, have a great day, All Andrew. Right. Good luck with the train. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. All right, see you guys.